Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sisters in Scripture. First, we're going to start with an open in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for bringing us together. We thank you for our safety, Lord. We thank you for family and friends and being able to come together and study your word. We thank you for enlightenment, and we just pray that you speak now through us and to us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So we are going to have Lady T reading for us this great scripture. So I'm going to let you go ahead, Lady T. Hey, y'all. So this story is about the woman with the issue of blood. And you can find this in a couple of scriptures in the Bible. The first one is Mark 5, 24 through 34. Luke 8, 42 through 48, which I focus, we focused on. And Matthew 9, 20 through 22. So this is about, this story began while Jesus was in Capernaum near the Sea of Galilee. There he was teaching, you know, performing miracles and teaching parables to people that live there or people that, you know, just gathered to hear him speak. And as he was teaching, he was approached by one of the leaders at the local synagogue. So he came to Jesus and begged him to visit um, the leader's home because the leader's 12-year-old daughter was sick and was about to die. Jesus immediately, he moved in the direction of that man's house. And while he was on his way there to, to perform the miracle, to heal the, the child, that's when the story about the woman with the issue of blood happened. So Jesus was basically going towards the home and the woman with the issue of blood heard that Jesus was passing through and was on his way to the leader at the synagogue house to heal his dying daughter. So while on his way, this unnamed woman with the issue of blood basically caused a pause in his travel. <laughs> the scripture tells us that she, she's been dealing with bleeding, which, you know, in the Bible, they call it, well, we call it hemorrhaging now. Um, she's been having the bleeding condition for 12 years. And she had spent all of her money on treatment from many doctors and nothing worked. And in fact, it actually got worse. So, um, you know, back in those days, having a blood issue meant that you were unclean. <laughs> so this lady was basically in a hiding. She, you know, she can't get hugs from family, friends. No one really visited her because she was considered unclean. So she couldn't even go in public or touch anyone because they will become unclean. So just imagine her actually going through the crowd and um, trying to be close to Jesus. So after, you know, she has tried to get rid of this issue by basically wasting her whole life um, money with doctors who, you know, couldn't even heal her. When she knew that Jesus was passing through, um, she she believed that if she could just press her way through the crowd and position herself behind Jesus so that she could touch the hem of his garment, that she will be made um, clean and that she'll be healed. 
So she positioned herself and she touched his garment. And when she touched him, she immediately, her blood stopped. So she was immediately healed just by touching the hem of his garment. Not even the whole the whole person, like just the clothing on Jesus, she touched and she was healed. When she did that, you know, just imagine like a crowd and people are pressing and pushing against Jesus. And all of a sudden Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? <laughs> and everyone was like, what? Everyone denied it. And Peter, who was um, Jesus' disciple, said, you know, there's a lot of crowd around you and people are pushing and pressing against you. So basically, like, what are you talking about that someone touched you? Like, everybody is touching you. <laughs> so Jesus says, someone touched me because I felt power going out of me. Then all of a sudden, the unnamed woman who had the issue of blood finally came out trembling and she said that she was the one that touched him she confessed about what was going on with her about her hemorrhaging and she also told jesus that once she touched his garment that she was fully healed instantly jesus looked at her and said to her daughter your faith has made you well go in peace so that's the sum of the story when you guys read the story, what shocked you in the story the most? Well, it's not what shocked me, but what, what stood out the most was her faith. Mm -hmm. um, because she basically was bleeding for 12 years, okay? So mm -hmm. we all think that it was probably that <laughs> she was having a, her menses was going on for 12 years. That's probably right. what was happening. It was probably right. her menses, like, you know. And so back then, you're... People, women were, you know, basically women weren't looked at as equal. They were degraded. They were considered especially unclean when they were on their period. So she was on her period for 12 years. Nobody, she wasn't supposed to touch anybody. She wasn't supposed to be around anybody. So this woman was alone for 12 years. No friends, no family, nothing. Mm -hmm. um, and so she heard about Jesus healing and she knew she was not supposed to be around anybody or touch mm -hmm. anybody, mm -hmm. especially not a rabbi who was mm. considered, you know, mm. High, very high. So the rabbi the, of all rabbis. The rabbi of all rabbis, yes. So this woman was basically <laughs> on the bottom of the social list. And here she is mm -hmm. about to touch someone who she had no business touching back then, who was on the top of mm. the list, on the top of the social list, top of the spiritual list, right? Mm -hmm. So for her to be able to do that, to her, for her to even come out in public, she could have been arrested. She could have been stoned. She could have yes. been put out of the city. <laughs> like we sometimes listen to these Bible stories, but we miss the, the concept of we, we miss how, how scary it was for, especially for women in those times to do some of the things that the women in the the women in these Bible stories did. And this is one of those instances where we sometimes will miss how bold and brave and how faithful she was to do this. And so um, she probably thought, okay, I'm gonna just touch him and then I'm gonna go, right? <laughs> but no, because Jesus felt that. And, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus touches a, touched a lot of people when he was alive. He touched a lot of people after his death. But this is one of the few instances that is 
made clear that he felt touched by someone else is with this bold, brave, faithful woman. And I think that was very powerful. And she probably stayed silent at first because she knew that if she came out saying that she had touched him and she was unclean and people knew she was unclean, mm -hmm. that she would maybe be charged, maybe be in trouble, maybe be thrown in jail. Mm -hmm. um, but she was even bold enough to confess that she was mm -hmm. the one who touched him and that she, and then to give her testimony that she mm -hmm. was healed. And so that public. was a big thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, back then, whenever a woman, whenever a woman who was menstruating touched someone, that person was supposed to be unclean as well, right? But Girl. in this case, <laughs> when she touched Jesus, Jesus did not become unclean. She became clean. And I think that was mm -hmm. very powerful. That speaks volumes to Jesus' strength and healing power. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back in, in Leviticus, it was, I think men cannot lay down with their wives if they're mm -hmm. on, mess, you know, men. And I'm like, what? Like, yep. yeah. And this is like the blood that actually have to cycle through so that we can give life. And it's right. looked upon like early. That just right. amazes me. I definitely agree wholeheartedly with you guys about how bold she is and how wonderful she stepped forward out on faith and just said, well, let me just see if I can get some healing and to even testify in front of everyone about it. Because there was throngs and throngs and throngs of people there. So mm -hmm. they're all looking at her. And the fact that she was bold enough to even say anything speaks volumes immensely. And then the fact that she became clean with something that is, like you guys are saying, something that is normal, life-giving behavior. And it's really sad because it still shows that even today, thousands upon thousands upon years later, it's still looked upon as a bad thing. And we're just starting to see where people are making efforts to normalize menstruation, which is a part mm. of life. And it's still frowned upon, still looked at as like taboo, but people are starting to embrace it more and, you know, just understand that it's a part of life. Just as much as you breathe, you're going to have a menstruation cycle. So we might as well all embrace it rather than trying to say someone is unclean or unworthy or un anything that's not positive. Yeah. Girl, yes. And I, I remember when I first got my period, <laughs> I was so mm. embarrassed and I'm just like trying to hide, use everything that I can in my power to try to hide that I had a period that I had, that I was menstruating. And I think the same struggle goes for a lot of women and young girls and we feel ashamed of our bodies we 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 are we it's almost like we were bred to feel ashamed of our natural bodies our natural self you know we're ashamed of our stress marks we're ashamed of our you know menstruating we're ashamed of our hips whatever we're ashamed of all kinds of stuff and it took me a long time to realize, hey, wait a minute, I should not be ashamed of this. Everybody goes through this. This is not something that I should be embarrassed about. 
you know, and I tried to teach my daughter the same thing that, you know, you do not have to be embarrassed about your bodies. You can be open and honest with it. And you shouldn't have to feel ashamed because, you know, you're bleeding or because you're going through some other kind of womanly norm. You're going through menopause or you're going through whatever, menarche or, you know, there's so many things that our bodies go through. And honestly, it's always been looked down on historically, but it's such a beautiful thing. I mean, we not only carry babies, deliver them, we then feed them with our own breasts. I mean, like our bodies are so miraculous that we should be, you know, wearing our womanhood as a, a of award and not something to be like kind of, you know, covered and put under and, and felt ashamed of. You Absolutely. know, can I just say like, it's not even just the... You touched, on, you touched on, you know, a lot of the part about not just being blood, like just a lot of things that we may as women go through. And that's even including mental, mental disorders or, you know, anything mm -hmm. we're going through that we would need healing from God. Like your family might say, oh, get over it. You get over it. Or even a heartbreak, you know, or you have a loved one who is now in heaven with God, you know, and during these holidays, you may be grieving and people are like, man, your mama has been dead for like 12 years. Get over it. You know, these are like things that only God can really heal you from or calm, give you that peace. Like he, he told her, you know, your faith have made you um, well, go in peace. God is the only person that will give you peace in the midst of things that you may be struggling and, you know, people around you or surrounding you may not understand, you know, because even though she was going through that whole 12 years, people were going on by their daily lives, you know, really probably not concerned about her, <laughs> You know, but she, it was something that she was dealing with. And she knew that only at that point, her only last hope was God, mm -hmm. Jesus. And she pressed her way through to make sure, even like I said, she didn't even go to his face, just touching the hem of his garment. Now, could we talk about that? Could we talk about Jesus and how powerful that to me is? Because come on, your, your garment? And you feel mm -hmm. it like mm -hmm. you feel the blood coming. Now we know he is like we said, the rabbi of all rabbis. So he already knew this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, he said this as an example. He already knew he was on his way. And you think about 12, the, the, that girl was 12 years old. Right. Mm -hmm. And this lady was suffering from the blood 12 years. Yep. Now, when I looked at um, biblical.com, bible.com, it said that 12 means authority. So, and then in the end, he made an example, y'all. Because like we were talking about women, you know, how we go through a lot. Some of us, people just, it's, it's just mentioned in the Bible. But do all of them have names? No. Mm -hmm. What did God call them? Daughter. Daughter. Hello. Yep. That right there, she, in the Bible, it says she was unnamed. But in the end, God said, daughter. That to me right there, that was the example he was setting. You guys might frown on her or look down on her because of what issues she may have. But to her, to me, she is my daughter. Right. That's so powerful. Because some of us have issues that everybody can see. You know, that's the mm -hmm. out, 
the outside bleeding, right? Everybody mm-hmm. can see her bleeding, but mm-hmm. others of us have bleeding on the inside. Right? My God. Things that you cannot see. Um, mm. and, and when we humble ourselves, so we can we can learn a lot from this woman. Number one, she had a lot yep. of faith. And she mm-hmm. had her faith was proven because she took this bold risk, right? She risked yes. a lot by pushing through this crowd, by touching people, mm-hmm. by moving people out of the way, by striving to get mm-hmm. closer to God. Okay. So mm-hmm. faith. You know, a lot of times people with true faith, they will uh, go through risk to Mm -hmm. get closer to God. Okay, so that's one thing that we learned from her. Another thing that she said was that she positioned herself, Mm. right? Mm. So Mm. she put herself in a position where she can get close to God, where she could touch him, even touch (laughs) his clothes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we also have to position ourselves, right? We got to position ourselves in the word we got to position ourselves in church we got to position ourselves um and make ourselves presentable when you know we're at our job when we're going through our daily life so we got to put ourselves in a position where we are where we can seek after god where we can get closer to him okay so that's what he presents itself yes Mm -hmm. yes absolutely so we can learn a lot from her number another thing she didn't let anybody else put her down she despite all the people who were around her saying she can't she won't she shouldn't she's unclean she's dirty she nasty whatever she did not let those obstacles the things the negative things that people said about her stop her from getting closer to god so Mm -hmm. we can learn that one too and she was legit desperate. And, you know, when mm-hmm. humans, when we get to that point where we've tried it all on our own, what do we do in the end? We turn to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes we should be turning to God first. So. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Not sometimes, all the time. <laughs> but you know what? It's like, it's like a hamster. God just watching us going over and over to the wheel. Like, okay, when are you going to get off that wheel, girl? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of times we're like, it's, you know, as soon as we get bad news, we're calling our friends, we're calling our family, we're looking in our bank accounts, we you know, trying to do stuff on our own, we on the internet, yeah. Googling, what does it yeah. mean when yeah. my lab says this, and sometimes uh-huh. we uh-huh. stop and pray. <laughs> Just like she did, you know, she went to a whole bunch of doctors, right? Yep, but she all the of her money. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All a lot of her money. You can learn from her, like a lot, like things that we do still someday. <laughs> you said something interesting too. It was the about the daughter was twelve years old and she had been uh-huh. suffering for twelve years. So uh-huh. it's like the when she started her issue is the same year that this uh, Jarius. I don't know how to say his name. Jarius. 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 Mm-hmm. Jarius mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> daughter. That hurt. The daughter was being born. Mm-hmm. And twelve. I mean, twelve is an interesting number because twelve pops up a lot in the Bible. You know, mm-hmm. the twelve apostles, twelve tribes mm-hmm. of Israel. Mm-hmm. To me, twelve means like kind of like community, like community mm-hmm. faith, and so with. Jerry, I you didn't touch on this, but with um Jairus's daughter, she was she had her community, right? 
Mm-hmm. So when Jesus got to Jairus' daughter after she was already dead, or they thought she was dead, she was surrounded by a group of people who were yelling mm-hmm. and crying mm-hmm. and mourning and all that kind of stuff like, like that. Like the typical funeral that we the, have usually. Yes. Yep. Worse, probably. <laughs> Worse, probably. Drama queens, okay? That was her yep. community. <laughs> Drama queens. The woe is me. The I'm so down. The I need mm-hmm. some attention because everything's going wrong in my life. That was her community. Mm-hmm. And when, mm-hmm. you know, you're surrounded by that community, a lot of times you're not going to get better. And you see that I'm in the mm-hmm. medical field. So I see this in the medical field all the time. When people are already like, woe is me attitude, or when people are like, oh, nothing's going to work. Nothing's going to help. Nothing will make it better. Not even God can make it better. Huh? then usually they don't get better. Like I see Mm -hmm. it all the time. So Mm -hmm. she had that kind of community. The woman with the issue of blood, she did not have really any community. She was a loner. She was isolated. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after, you know, after everybody left her, she tried to get all this help from all these doctors and healers and all that kind of stuff. Like they get all these treatments. And to me, that represents like the, I can do it, I'm bad by myself community. I can do it all by myself community, right? So, you know, we've been there where it's like, I've met people who are like, oh, God didn't um, give me that job. I got that job because I worked hard in school. Oh, God didn't give me that house. God didn't give me that car. I got it myself. The loan gave Mm -hmm. gave it to me. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like- You know, they think they can fix it themselves. They think they don't need nobody. They don't think they need God. Mm -hmm. Some people don't even believe God exists. And it's Mm -hmm. just like that, the woman with the issue of blood's community, that was her community. Um, Mm -hmm. But the community that we should be turning to is Jesus. And even surrounding yourself with a community of people that believe, you know, in Jesus. People that will go to the throne and not just like, if you call them, oh, I got this, you know, something is happening with me. I don't know. I'm what was me. And they're like, all right, let's go. You know, let's go to the throne of God. Not just like, oh my gosh. Okay. So what are we going to do? So I'm going to sell this. What are you going to do? You know, that, that fixed it myself kind of attitude. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And sometimes we need that. We need our little, like we have our prayer circles, our prayer warriors, mm-hmm. call them up. Hey, guess what we need? That's to right. This is happening. That's happening. And then they just come together and start praying because we know that when two or more gather, he is in a mess. So sometimes you, you need that community, the community of believers. So it was, it's interesting because you know, this woman had faith too, but uh, Jairus also had a lot of faith too, because here he was a church leader and, you know, the church leaders at that time were pretty much opposed to Jesus, Mm -hmm. Um, but he humbled himself too and sought him because he had faith that Jesus was the only healer too. So I think it's interesting when I parallel Jairus with the woman with the issue of blood, because they are two completely opposite people. Jairus is a man. The woman is a woman. Jairus is named. The woman isn't. The woman's poor because she doesn't spend all her money. Jairus is rich. Um, Jairus is like well-respected in the community. The woman was an outcast. She was isolated. They're like completely opposites from each other. But here they are in this story in the same point in time, both falling at Jesus's feet, asking for help. 
And I think that just speaks volumes to let us know that all of us, no matter what sex we are, what, um, how rich we are, you know, what our position is, we all need Jesus. We all need God for healing um, and, and to make us clean. Amen. You know how she trembled to the, you know, to say that it was her. We may not come to God with boldness and we shouldn't, but at the same time, God already knows our hearts and he already knows what we need. So not to be afraid and think that certain things we have to hide and, and cannot talk to God about, you know, because he already knows. So it's just, you know, for the listeners out there, it doesn't matter what you're going through. Just know that any issue, God already knows. So he just wants you to ask. He just wants you to say it so that he can step in because he's a gentleman. He's not going to step in your situation and you didn't ask for it. He wants you to ask for his presence. So just encouraging you, you know, whatever you're trying to, I guess, fix on your own, you can't without him. Mm-hmm. Call on him, talk to him, scream, yell, whatever you got to do. He hears you. Mm-hmm. Mary, you got some takeaway points? So I guess pretty much we all just need to remember, like Lady T said, call on the Lord. He is there listening, waiting, ready to help. You just need to call on him because if you don't let him in, he can't do anything. And then pretty much to remember to have faith and be bold. Despite what anybody and everyone says, he is here. He is there. He is everywhere. So go forth. Ask him for help. Press on for what you need. If you have an issue with, you know, your marriage, with your kids, with family, health, just ask him, believe, and you will see what can happen. Because I'm sure if you sat here, we could have a whole podcast alone on the things that the three of us have seen him do for us in our lives. So he can definitely do some things for us for sure. And that's putting it very mildly. Um, And then to just remember that despite our circumstances, whether we're rich or poor, we're smart, maybe not the brightest, he is here and that he can surpass all things and make everything happen. So keep those things in mind. Um, I don't know. Did I miss anything, you guys? I would say that luckily in America, we have freedom to outright believe in God and worship him. For the most part, you know, some people try to take those freedoms away with, you know, taking out prison school and all kinds of other stuff. But in other parts of the world, people are killed for trying to get close to God. Um, People can be in jail. You know, you think Afghanistan, North Korea, places where dictatorships have said you cannot believe in God. And I really there's a there's a big place in my heart for people who live under those conditions. And I think this woman, we can learn a lot from her and um, people who um, are opposed, people who are opposed to us getting closer to Jesus or our brothers all all around the world getting close to Jesus, our brothers and sisters can learn a lot from this woman because this woman has so much faith that she risked being jailed or stoned to death just to get closer to him. 
Um, and that still goes on today. You know, even like today, you can get canceled for trying to get close to him. You know, I I once posted something on social media. It was so it was so little. It was like, you know, if you were it was like a random question. If you were on a desert island, what book would you uh, take with you? And I was like the Bible. And, do you know, I got so attacked by that. You're so I was called selfish. I was called like you know, the Bible isn't real and I'm called a bigot and all kinds of stuff. I mean, they like really attack me. And so in today's day and age still, we might be the woman with the issue of blood trying to get close to Jesus and other people are trying to stop us from doing that. They're calling us unclean. They're calling us dirty, selfish, whatever they're doing, they trying to kill us even in some parts of the world, but we have to take our cues from her, have faith, be bold, be brave, press through, um, persevere, and hopefully we'll be blessed as, as much as she was to become clean and to be called a child of God. So that's what my takeaway point would be. Amen. Lady T, anything else? I was the first one to add. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know if you had to add anything else. No. You, you, you did. Yeah. You did add everything. So, yeah. Okay. I guess not. Yeah, I, you think, added yeah, I think we all, all three of us really summed it up pretty well. And, you know, every time that you read the story, you always take something different from it. Yes. Um, I've read it numerous times. And the thing that really caught my eye this time was, the garment like how he felt that power leaving out of him mm -hmm. so you know I focused on so many aspects of the the story but that never really like stood out to me then right now because whatever season that you are in at that moment God shows you what you need to know in in any story or any scripture that you read so it was very um enlightening to me so it was a blessing a blessing <laughs> all right well amen so i guess we will close this down for this week with a prayer so father god we come to you just thanking you for this wonderful story and all of the things that you have shown all of us and hopefully everyone can remember to be bold be brave move forward knowing that you are there and everywhere and always with you, especially once you call upon you, God, and that Jesus is here to give us strength and give us help and to allow us to be healed of any issues or concerns, anything with mental, physical health, and so forth. But just remember that we all just need to call upon you. I pray that for all of us going forward into this new week, that we remember these things and that we don't get caught up in the little things regardless of circumstances and money and things that we have, just know that we are all sons and daughters of God, especially when we come forth with faith and boldness to come forth and call on you and to ask for assistance and help in any way we need. So I pray these things in your precious and holy name. I pray that everyone who is listening to this podcast is blessed in some way, shape, form, and just is able to get through and just know that you are loved. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 <laughs>